What's up, y'all? AB, February 13th, 2021. Another beautiful Saturday. Got King Diamond Eye here with me. How's everyone doing? How you doing, Malcolm? Doing well, doing well. Can't complain. It actually was a great week, so let's oh. let's end it in a good note. Yeah? What 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 happened? It just, you know, gotta count your blessings, man. Can't just always be negative in the world. It's gotta be positive. Positive energy gets positive results. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Positive energy gets positive results. That is very true. So we did have last Sunday the Super Bowl. Uh, did you do anything special? So like I told you guys last Saturday, um, nothing super, nothing super uh, extravagant. Uh, just grilled some food, watched the game. I actually, drank to be some honest with night. you, no, nah, surprisingly, I didn't even drink that night. Um, so uh, me and Raven are trying to get a house. So uh, we put a bid in on one. So I'll spend like half the Super Bowl talking to my realtor about going over numbers and shit. So where I was good, of course, in Houston. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, but like in a, like a specific area in houston or uh this one was up in spring but right now we're just trying to we're just looking to see what what's still out there you know unfortunately we didn't win the bid someone else bid higher or whatever but it is what it is yeah well i'm sure you guys will find something okay making big moves out there i see you i see you yeah yeah i'm I'm on my ghost i'm on my ghost shit don't worry (laughs) Well, I was telling you, but I did get a new job, so... Congrats, congrats. That's why I said positive results. Yeah, it was a a good week, you know? I I do feel very much it was a good week. So, that's positive energy. And uh, But it wasn't a good week for uh, old Pat Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs as they did not win the Super Bowl. So, that's going to be our first topic today. We're going to talk about the Super Bowl and how we felt about the game. So, I'll let you start. How'd you feel? What did you have to say? So I will say I didn't see it going the way that it did to see how dominant the Bucks were on all phases of the game from offense, defense, and special teams. I will say Patrick Mahomes was running for dear life and still a transcending quarterback and will be an all-time great. Um, you saw some of his plays where he was just, even though he was turned around, just throwing the ball up, it, those passes were pretty accurate. Um, yeah, there was some amazing throws under pressure. For sure. Um, I will say this, though. Um, I was telling that to my in-laws that, that night that the offensive line was an issue, but they were doing dumb shit playing sloppy on, on all phases. Um, I felt like all season long, like Kansas City is just so prolific on offense. But I just felt like they they got to the Super Bowl and were like a little too arrogant about like, oh yeah, we're gonna win this shit. They like I, I kind of felt that that I felt that way uh with them all season. Uh you can know like so many games, they were so close, and then the fourth quarter they just hit a switch and then did what they needed to do to get the win. And I just felt like they kind of coast throughout the whole season to the Super Bowl. And then even when they were in the Super Bowl, they, they started off super slow and 
they couldn't get it. They couldn't turn. They couldn't hit that switch to to get themselves going. And I mean, the score showed. They only scored nine points. I mean, nobody. I don't think anybody thought that uh, Tampa Bay would only hold them to nine. Um, I just felt like the Bucks. They were the most hungriest team that night. You could, you like, I, you could just see it. I know a lot of people want to say there were some questionable calls. Um, I, you could argue both ways on the calls. Of course, I know Kansas City fans are probably like, "Oh, the game's rigged." Woo, 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 But Tom Brady had the best game at the end of the season when it mattered the most. I mean, yeah, I, I, mean, I was I happy agree with you. Oh, sorry, I want to try to talk over you there. I was happy for the win, of course, you know, um, get to talk shit to all my in-laws and shit about, cause they're all, you know, rooting for Kansas city since they're from Kansas. Um, my boys Brady signed the deal, uh, signed till delivered his goat status though. He made it clear that he could do it without Belichick and get, and now I got to get some Uggs on his behalf, you know. You do. Goat you status. do owe, you, you owe the Forever Rich family some Uggs. Yeah. He wants to see you in Uggs. Our contract with Uggs is still in a negotiation, though, you know, numbers. So we're still waiting That's for the right. Uggs. Can't yeah, really Uggs. get into it right now because, you know, it's like G14 classified. That's right. So That's right. In I'll be Uggs. coming out of pocket with these. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I just felt like. The Buccaneers, they they were just that team, dog. Like, I've never seen Kansas City get dominated like that in all three years of Patrick Mahomes uh, as a starting quarterback. So I was very excited, very shocked. Um, but I'm super excited for Tom Brady, for the Buccaneers. I think that that whole team, like even watching like the the snippets and video clips of them now, they're, everyone, they're just on cloud nine. And like Tom Brady is just, <laughs> my man's getting lit. I mean, he brought Yeah, up, you saw that video of him like slumped over, like being helped to his car. Yeah, man. He brought up like, the two the two million dollar boat and everything my man was living his best life and i i think i think that's awesome to see it it actually like shows like his human side yeah he's not just like a a robot or you know just the perfect image type person he is a human being um so it was dope what about you um i didn't do much i just i was here so i guess i'll start from the beginning i was just here at my house had some wings, some fries, and just watched the game. Um, overall, the game, um, yeah, I wasn't expecting Kansas State to get beat like that. I mean, I was just in the shock. Like, it was like 21-3, and I was like, geez, like, these guys are getting just tumbled. But, you know, when they went into the half, I was thinking, okay, you know, they're going to, you know, come back. You know, it's Kansas City. They're going to get their offenses rolling, but they just never did. Um, Tampa Bay just did a one hell of a job just applying pressure to Mahomes, keeping him running, keeping him scrambling, stopping Tyreek Hill. Um, it just Bucks defense just came to play. So uh shout out to the Bucks. I mean, there's nothing I can say. And you know, Brady made me look dumb again going against them. 
I'm trying to tell you. Twice. That's twice now. So I now will never bet against Tom Brady ever. Learn my lesson. So twice now he made me look dumb. I tried to tell you. But um yeah, it was a it was a game where I guess I guess everyone expected like a either an action packed close game or a shootout type deal and we just didn't. We just got one team dominating. So as for Super Bowl goes, it wasn't really, you know, interesting to watch. But it was good. I will say, like, you know, props, shout out to just Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, you know. Uh, Tom Brady getting a seventh ring. That's incredible. Tenth Super Bowl, even more incredible. Um, I mean, what can you say is the GOAT? I mean, it's, it's undeniable now. If anyone says there's anyone better than Tom Brady, like, that's, they're crazy. So, I don't think he's done yet. No, I don't think so either. I mean, that Tampa Bay team is pretty good. But I think this, for Mahomes, I think this is good for Mahomes a little bit because, like, now as he's experienced that heart heartache of loss in a Super Bowl, I just think he's just going to – anytime he goes out or has a chance to get to the Super Bowl or in the Super Bowl, he's just going to play like a madman. So, I mean, we're definitely going to see a lot more Mahomes Super Bowls. I hear you, but I still think like Mahomes did everything that he could. I think it was just like, oh yeah, it, I'm not saying he had a bad game by any no. He did everything he could. That was literally just Tampa Bay just dominating. They were, they were the better team. It yeah, was just, just appointments. They just dominated. But I think we're just gonna see you know Mahomes just ball out even more, which is crazy to say for a guy who's throwing 50 touchdowns, 5,000 yards in a season. Um, but I, I just think we're only gonna he's only gonna get better. You know, so that's that's my takeaway. Um but I wanna change the subject. Still Super Bowl, but what did you think about the uh weekend sh- halftime performance? I like the weekend somewhat. <laughs> uh oh. Um That's uh, how you know it's gonna be bad. No, nah, it wasn't bad. It was just it would it was too much going on for me. Yeah, those the the camera angle thing where he was like holding the camera or like pretending like he was holding the camera. I, I don't even know what was going on. Like it was just too much. Like I saw this thing on Facebook. Uh, I meant to send it to you. It was like an explanation of like what the meaning of his halftime show. And like once I read it, it was it was good. Like I understood and I was like, wow, that's a really neat concept. But like it was so deep. It was basically saying like it was showing, you know, the weekend like going through like that initial, you know, becoming famous and how the fame can get into you. That's why he's saying that's why they were all wearing the same clothes and he was singing blinding lights at certain parts. And it was like, okay, I understand what they were getting at. But like to the average fan, they're not going to like be thinking that in depth. You know what I'm saying? So like, in that sense, I feel like it was too much going on, but like it wasn't the worst um, halftime show by any means. I thought last year's was way worse. Which one was last year? I forgot. It was uh, J-Lo and... Oh, bro, don't be disrespecting J-Lo. I mean, you're going to have, you're gonna have fans, you're going to have listeners out here at our heads because you're trying I'm, to disrespect I'm not, J-Lo. <laughs> I'm not disrespecting her. I just think that she did a terrible halftime show. All listeners, I do not agree with his uh, take on J-Lo. Please <laughs> do not uh, attack me, please. And thank you. 
I just, oh. I'm not saying, like, first of all, if y'all get mad because I have an opinion about someone having a bad halftime show, you like, okay. But you just got to admit, that was not a good halftime show. I mean, it was better than the Coldplay, uh, Travis Scott, or not Coldplay, um, what's the dude from Mick Jagger? Uh, not Mick Jagger, Maroon 5, the Maroon 5 Travis Scott one. But... In your opinion, what was the best Super Bowl halftime performance? Uh, hmm. I'd say Michael Jackson's was pretty good. I have to put MJ's. MJ's was pretty good. What about you? I think I have a tie. It's Princess, and then it's Bruno Mars. Ah, Bruno Mars did have a good one. He did. He did. Oh, I don't think Prince was better than Michael Jackson. You think Prince's was better than Michael Jackson? I mean, Prince just has so many classics. I mean, of course, Michael Jackson's king of pop. So, I mean, he has like exactly four yeah. decades of hits. But I just felt like Michael Jack or Prince just had that pure musician. Like he was playing the guitar and all that. Like, I mean, Michael Jackson. I mean, he's one of the greatest performers of all times, but I mean, just his music and his dancing, where Prince, well, when he get that guitar, that little R.I.P. to Prince, but that little man can play the guitar. That's all I got to say. Oh, I'll give you that. Yeah. What do you think about the uh, commercials, though? Uh, you were hyped for those. Yeah, I was, and I was really disappointed, actually. I'd say some of them were... You know who, like, I know we talk a lot of shit about it, Bud Light, but they have some good-ass commercials. I will say that. They have some funny-ass commercials. I thought that Bud Light commercial was funny, where they were, um... They were, like, drinking the the Bud Light. I guess they were getting, like, superpower-type deal. You know the one I'm talking about? Yeah, where the truck was all messed up, and then they were like, yeah, all, all the yeah. previous Bud Light characters were coming and helping out. Yeah, yeah, I thought that one was good. Um, Try to think of anyone, but there wasn't really like any notable. They kept showing like commercials for that Equalizer, what Queen Latifah. Yeah, like I mean, like I was like, this is like really what we're gonna be. They're gonna show like there's nothing else, but I didn't really nothing else caught my eye besides that. Yeah, Bud Light. I'm surprised you didn't say the Allstate commercial with your boy Drake. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Like a good neighbor. Yes. Yeah. That one was good. That one was good. That one was good, too. That one was good, too. My boy Drake showed up. He was just sitting next to his, like, trying to speak. And he was like, oh, oh, like, oh, you think you're a big deal? You know who I am? Yeah. And then he was like, all right, I'll let you talk. And then my man just, like, chomping down on an apple while he's saying his little hook. I was like, that's savage. That's that's true Drake material right there. Like I could see Drake doing some shit like that. That's just like that uh, video of him going to some random club or party. I think it is, and they're like, "Who, who invited who you, bro? You, you know who I am? Like you know, you know who I am? Yeah, I invited myself." He's like, "Who invited you? Myself." He's like, "Let me see." He's like, "Do you know who I am?" Yeah, I could see. I could see that. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe because of COVID, they didn't have you know. The greatest time making commercials. I'm sure they say the film industry really probably suffered the most during COVID. So I'm there was, sure there was some decent movie uh, commercials though. I was like, yeah, okay. 
Um, speaking of movies, I went to go see today uh, Black Judas. How was that? That that shit is a one, bro. Shit is a one. And what's craziest part is like, um, it's based on a true story, and like I was not expecting like the police that were doing people like like I like you know that the police were dirty back then and they were like really treating blacks that bad, but like when you see it on this scale, like it's just ridiculous. But that movie is really good. You guys should check it out. Um, so kind of kind of random plug in there, but yeah, that was a good movie. I'll check it out next. Next available. It's on H. It's on HBO Max. If you have HBO Max, but we I saw it in theaters. So old school. I kind of missed the theater, and then I sucks. did. I I sat down in the theaters and I was like, "Oh man, I haven't done this in a long time." I know. I think the last time I've been in the movie theater. Well, no, I lie. Well, last year, actually, it was on the day that uh, Kobe died. I went to go see, what did I go see? I can't remember the movie, but we went, me and Raven were going to the movies. Cause I was like, we were literally walking in and I was like, get the hell out of here. Kobe died. And she was like, no, I was like, nah, this gotta be fake. And then I just kept seeing so many damn Kobe uh, messages. I was like, damn, this shit's for real. Yeah. I think before the, the last movie I saw in theaters was Joker. Yeah, before that. I think so. But it kinda when I went there it kinda made me like miss when we used to always go see the Avengers. Yeah, the like, the Marvel movies. Squad. Yeah, our whole squad would go see the Marvel movies. It was lit. That like, shit was oh, funny man. that one time that uh we went and Gonzo brought snuck in Chick fil A and you was like, like yeah. Oh shit, they got Chick fil A in here. He yeah. looked at you and was like, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, I forgot about yeah. I was so hyped. I was like, oh, they saw Chick-fil-A in the theaters when they start doing that. That or the time that he uh he purchased a, uh the seat next to us and then we were like uh, and then Tim was like, yo, that's somebody else's seat. He just stole it. I was like, damn. I was like, and we were all like waiting for the dude to come and be like, hey bro, that's my seat. And then yeah, at the end never- they were like, uh, I bought that ticket. I was like, dog, I was so hyped. I was about to be like, damn, there's about to be a fight in the movie theater over a seat. Or the good times, that, good times. Yeah, it was good times. Or the time I sat next to that dude's girlfriend like the whole time. Oh yeah, he was like, "Hey, bro, like this is my date. Can you move?" And you're like, "No, no, no, no." Oh man, good times. Good times. Yeah, I miss the movie theater though. I'm glad they're back open. So I know it sucks because out here they have like the outdoor movie theaters where they're like they have like nice ass setups, drive-throughs. Nah, there's like out like outdoors they have like this big ass tv like projector screen and then you can go out and they have like nice uh lounge chairs and shit but because of covid it got shut down so we haven't been able to go but once shit starts opening back up i definitely will tell you how that goes okay yeah that sounds cool i don't have anything like that here i just got like the one basic theater but it was nice so but uh, yeah, that's the Super Bowl commercials, and yeah, they weren't that great. Super Bowl just wasn't, you know, that great at all. It was just average, I guess. But hey, right, Tom Brady got a seventh ring, so for all you Tom Brady fans, you know, I know y'all are riding high. So 
so we're going to I get no, some go Uggs. Yeah, you get some Uggs. Yes, you get some Uggs. So we're going to move on then if you don't have anything else to say about that. I want to talk about the NBA actually. Um so the NBA, uh we were talking about it off camera and off microphone or whatever you want to call this. Um about the NBA, you were asking me if they're going to have an All-Star game. And I was like, uh no. They're not having one, but then just that week, they actually decided to have one. So my question is, and what we're going to be talking about is, like, do you think it's a good idea that they're having an NBA All-Star game this week with everything that's going on and the schedule, how they're playing, and COVID? So for the All-Star game, I don't see the benefit of it other than keeping a tradition. None of the pro sports are doing it. Uh, there was no Pro Bowl in the NFL. I doubt baseball will have anything. Uh, things like that is based on a crowd. And since most arenas can't have fans, it defeats the purpose. They should do like what the NFL did for the Pro Bowl and have like a have the elected All-Stars interview, play t- like 2K or something. I'd prefer like probably with randos, not just against each other because, I mean, you can always see that. But I'm kind of overall all-star just because they don't vote on who's the best but it's just like a popularity contest so you're gonna have like i remember the year like dirk made the all-star and and like tim duncan and it's like i get it you want your big names out there but what about the cats that you know are actually out going out there and proving themselves like i'm for the longest boogie cousins was just getting skipped over skipped over and skipped over until that one year he made the all-star when he got traded to the pelicans so um i miss the old days though with the all-star uh games where they used to have they still rock their like home jerseys i mean i know they got the jordan brand and all that shit but back in the 2000s man them them nba all-star games used to be lit but so they so, I mean, I could care less whether they do it or not. It's just, yeah, it's not, it's not that entertaining anymore. I don't, I don't feel like the skill challenges and shit like that is pretty dope. But the game itself, the dunk contest has been pretty good this last couple of years. So, yeah, that part, but the actual game itself, it's just, I feel like it's just the power superstars trying to f- see how it would be if they, you know would mold with a player so they can be like, Hey, let's join, let's build this team. Kind of like Brooklyn did. I felt like that, that all-star weekend last year, it was just Kyrie and KD like, yeah, man, we could, we could really do this. And, you know, and then all of a sudden James Harden comes into the mix. Yeah. I, I don't agree. I don't, for me, I've, think it's messed up they're having an all-star game because of like what they're forcing the players to do like for instance you know they have to play pretty much every day currently to play to make up the 72 games which is already taxing on the body itself and then you promise these guys a week off saying there would be no all-star game and then you go back and be like okay we're gonna have an all-star game as a cash grab when you can't have any fans in like most arenas, I think Houston is the only um, Houston, is, Dallas, Houston, Dallas, but Houston, I'm saying is the only one that's like letting a significant amount of fans. Miami, think, 
Miami, yeah, but Miami's the, like, yeah, they're doing like fifteen hundred. COVID sniffing dogs. Yeah, Houston's doing twenty five percent of the stadium. So I mean, that's a decent amount of people. But every other place is doing like fifteen hundred, you know, twenty five hundred or less. So first of all, you're like you said, you know, it's about drawing a crowd. You're gonna have fifteen hundred people in the crowd for an all star game. You know, like what's the point of that, right? Secondly, these guys are playing like every day, and then you're gonna make them participate in an all star game. Okay, you know, that's kind of messed up on the league's part. Um so I really think the players and the player association should really, you know, put their foot down and be like, hey, we're not playing an all-star game. I just think it doesn't make sense. And then why would you gather all your best players in the league together for a chance for all of them to get COVID? True. You know, but it's like, I think you guys know. I know that's like, they have a lot of protocols and they make them get tested like three or four times, but it's like, that one chance someone shows up or one of the tests slip up, you know, there it is. You're going to have LeBron, Giannis, Katie, Kyrie, James Harden. I mean, everybody literally in one area. So I just, I think that's a bad for business too. I hear you, but you also got to think about the business side. If they want to keep contracts and all that increasing right. like they but did last like year. You still got to have revenue and TV contracts, and you still got to uphold those. So I think that's basically what it comes down to. They just want to f- please the media so they can still get those contracts. So, no, and I, I mean, I understand that portion, but I, I'm like, I that was negotiated as the season began. Like, that was the whole reason why they decided to do the 72 game season was because TV time contracts and making up the money. Um, so you've already, you got that stuff already figured out. So you, and that was worked in saying you wouldn't have an all-star game. So now that you're going back and saying we are, you know, what is the difference now than it was then? Okay. The vaccines out, whatever, but like not to the point where you're going to have, you know, 15,000 people in attendance. You're not even going to have that, you know, celebrity, that cool factor. You know, one of the things about the all-star game that makes it cool is like all the celebrities you get, like all the top tier a celebrities you know you get jay-z and beyonce and travis scott's and the kardashians and you know everyone's like ready for the halftime performance and it's like this big thing for the black community especially and you're gonna have like 1,000 people there and it just doesn't make any sense so i just don't agree with that whatsoever and if I was in the NBA right now and I was like a player at that tier, I would not be playing in the All-Star game. No way. Can't argue with you. No. Like I said, it just All-Star games aren't what they used to be, so it's just Yeah, that too. I'm looking at the uh the voting actually. Let me see. So we got and if you guys are wondering who the All-Stars are, we got for the front court, you have LeBron James, Typical. New Jokic, Kawhi, yeah. Anthony Davis, Paul George. For the guards, you have Steph you mean Curry. George Paul. George Paul. <laughs> yeah. Steph Curry, Luka, Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, John Morant, 
and then you got Zion Williams, Devin Booker, Andrew Wiggins. I don't know how he's getting all star votes. Chris Paul, Christian Woods. That boy's hooping. Um, Clay he's, Thompson. He's, he's uh, plays for the Rockets. He's yeah, hooping. Yeah, yeah. Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum, Carmelo Money, and <laughs> Alex Caruso. Don't know. That's your West. I'm telling you, see, it's just popularity contests. Like it is, but I, I don't even like Alex Caruso's not even hooping. Then for East, you got KD, Bradley Beal, Giannis, Kyrie, Joel Embiid, James Harden, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Jimmy Butler, Zach Levine, Bam Adebayo, Trey Young, uh, Sabonis. Does, didn't he play for uh, Demonis Sabonis? He used to play for the Kings, didn't he? I don't think so. No. Who am I thinking of then? Who is that like European uh, small forward you guys got? Bogdanovich. He plays for oh, the Hawks now. Okay, that's him. Colin Sexton, Julius Randle, Derrick Rose, Gordon Hayward, Russell Westbrook, uh, Jeremy Grant, and Fred Van Fleek. So the East is pretty garbage. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, those are your all-stars, if guys were wondering. And so what do you guys think about the all-star game? Should they have it? If you if they are going to have it, are you guys going to watch it? Let's let us know. Um, let us know. Honestly, though, I know we're going a little off topic, though, but I really haven't been paying attention to basketball. I just, I don't, like, basketball to me, the game is super exciting, but you have to have the crowd in into it to have it to have the games like so meaningful. Like the playoffs, they did the best that they could, and they actually came out a lot better than I expected. But bro, like, if could you imagine like game well six at at Miami, like for the finals, or like game seven against uh utah and uh, what the nuggets bro those games would be so fucking lit and it's just like i understand there's bigger bigger priorities you know trying to make everyone safe but i i i watched like maybe like two or three minutes into a basketball game and be like i'm done with this shit like and it could be a good game like it's nothing taken away from the game like they're actually their games are actually pretty good, but it's just without that energy, without the fans, it's just not not the same. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. It isn't the same, you know. But these leagues aren't going to give up, you know, a year's worth of a season worth of money. That's billions and billions of dollars. So it isn't the same. But with the vaccine coming out, it does. You know, we are getting a little bit of fan interaction now. So. Um, well, I, I feel like next season, it should be a normal season or pretty close. So, but I haven't been watching this much this season, this much either. So I do agree. Like it's because of no fans, but let's see. Have you guys been watching? Let us know what y'all think, but go ahead. Too hard. Too hard. Yeah. So we're going to move on from sports. That was our sports talks for this week. Um, we're going to do a new segment that we call the power of. So this segment, we pick a specific topic and we ex- just express how we feel this topic 
its power that it has. So we're just going to call it the power of and then whatever topic. So this week, we're going to be doing the power of a haircut. So for all the guys out there, this is kind of directed towards you, but ladies, you can chime in as well. You know, uh, how powerful is a haircut on a person? What do you think? Now, I'm going to start off by saying a barber has a special bond in a dude's life. For real, for real. Like, facts. Ladies, don't your get barber's it. like your best friend, low key. Best friend, mentor, like, <laughs> he's, he's like low key and no homo. He's like, maybe might be more like 1A below your girl. Like, because he just has so much power. Like, not just anyone can cut your hair. And if you're a person that just go to randos all the time, you're probably still like a virgin. Like, nobody fucks with you. <laughs> like, for that real. That is really ass. mean. No, I'm dead really ass. No, dead ass. <laughs> the power of a cut can transform you from a bum to Mac Daddy of the year. In some senses, dude's hair's cut is like the makeup for a woman. Like, it enhances you 10 times. Like, Bro, I I don't know what it is. Sometimes I go on these these little droughts where I just be like, bro, I ain't getting a fucking haircut. Like, and I just come, I be looking so raggedy, so homeless. Look, like I be feeling bad when you know I'm out with Raven, and I'm like, people are just like, damn, this nigga look raggedy as shit. <laughs> uh, but once you do get that cut. For the guy, it gets you hyped. Like, you start doing shit you don't normally do. Uh, you'd be taking, like, 18 billion selfies, bro. You'd be like, ooh, that angle, though. Ooh, look at that, that fresh lighting. cut, bro. Ooh, yeah, that light. Ooh, I got to find the right song. I got to post this on the gram. Like, everybody got to know that I just got a fresh cut. Um, facts, facts. Your barber has, a, you know, has the power to get you laid or locked away in the dungeon for a month. <laughs> And, you know, like, especially with COVID, bro, I didn't see my barber for, like, three, four months. Man, I saw him. I, I damn near, I gave that nigga a hug, like, no no bullshit. I just gave him a <laughs> hug, like, man, I'm so glad I see you right now. Like, he's like, yeah, man, it's been forever. Like, you just don't know how much it means right now that I'm getting the cut. Like, facts. And you, like... I don't know, like two things that I do research on the most, especially if I'm, it's a barber. Like, bro, I've, before I found my barber, I was going on people's, I was on Instagram going through Houston barbers, like woodworks, bro, going, and then I see one, I'm like, all right, I give it a try. You gave it a try, but was so pissed off. I was like, bro, I want my fucking money back. You know, like this is some bullshit. Like, I can't believe you, like, your work, like, you must have put some fucking extra effects on your damn work on your Instagram page, because your shit wasn't getting cut. You're like, no. So, like, well, there's honestly, like, two barbers right now I'm only going to, like, anybody else. I don't care, like, oh, he cuts for Drake. He cut, all right, that's cool, that's fine to Danny, but I don't, tr- like, I don't trust that fool. I don't know. And that's my uh, barber now. And then, of course, Wichita legend, Trey. Like, there's only two barbers that you can even go to. And it's so bad. Like, 
the relationship that you have with your barber is like so sacred that if you even go to another barber, it's almost like cheating on your girl. Like I, I think like last year, um, I didn't go to my barber uh, before we went to Wichita to do a baby shower. And so I went to Trey to get a cut, you know, chop it up with Trey and, you know, get a fresh cut. And I posted that shit on my story on Instagram. I was like, bro, like going to another barber is, is kind of like a source of cheating. I mean, my barber was like laughing at it. He was like, bro, you funny. He was like, I ain't, I ain't even mad. I was like, I ain't think you're going to be mad, bro. But it's just like, that's almost a sign of disrespect. Like it'd be like disrespectful to cheat on your girls. Like same thing concepts, cheating on your barber. Like you just don't do it. So it's like tattoos. Cause tattoos are the same way, bro. I'll spend $600 on a tattoo. If the dude's work is worth it, but you ain't going to see me get no fucking $40 tattoo. And my shit look like it was <laughs> penciled in by a three year old, bro. Like you got to check the work people got to check the work. But a barber and his clients have sacred relationships. I mean, y'all talk about everything. Uh, y'all be talking about, you know, your inspirations, aspirations, shit's going on in your life. Like, every time me and, like, bro, like, of course, when I'm getting my hair cut, like, me and my barber talk throughout the whole cut, you know, chopping it up, laughing, making jokes, or whatever. But it would be sometimes, bro, like after I'm done with my cut, we just be sitting there talking for like an extra like 20 minutes, just shooting the shit or talking about some real in-depth shit. Like, yeah, it just be like that, bro. They do. They really do. I totally agree. I mean, like the first thing. So I moved here during COVID and like my barber in Pittsburgh was a one, bro. Like and like I did like this is how bad I felt moving and like stopping. Like I didn't even tell this man I was moving. Like I just couldn't even do it. Like. <laughs> I was like, I went and got a cut for him, and I moved down here, and like, I just couldn't even stomach saying like, "Oh man, I ain't gonna be coming to you anymore," because it's just like, you just feel like I'm such it's a, a bad person. breakup. <laughs> yeah, it's like a personal connection. Yeah, it's just like, man. And so I moved down here, and it's like the first thing I do is like try to find a barber. So I'm like running around, and like I go to this. So there's a shop by my house called uh, J Wade's, right? So I go there. And, like, everyone in there is pretty talented. But, you know, like, that first time you walk into the shop, you get that uneasy feeling. Like, you know, everyone looks at you like, you need a cut? Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> you're like uh, uh, yeah. You're like, Bob, okay. Maybe. Bob got, J- John got you in the back. You're like, oh, God damn, John. All right. John's like, come on, man. I got you. You know, it was like. And then it's like, John's the worst barber in there. And you just get a bad cut. You get out the chair and you just sick. And you ask for like a, you know, a, a low drop fade. He gave you a high ball fade. You just, you know, you sick. You just don't have anything to say. You know, he's just like, what can you say? And you've been damn near tearing up in tears. Cause you know, you've probably got the worst cut. Now you got the worst cut. And here's like the, the factor that's like even more disrespectful. It's like you get the cut and then it's like, you still pay the man because you just like like he gave you a service even though he didn't give you what you asked for, and then you're like, all right, you know, here's twenty or forty or however much it is, and then it's like now you have to spend your whole weekend with a hat on your head because you look like trash. Like that's just how important it is to get a haircut. You know what I'm saying? Like I went from 
you know, like a girl being like, oh, you know, hey, he's cute. And then one time I didn't get a haircut and then was like, oh, like they didn't even want to look at me or talk to me anymore. Like, nigga, you just come out of jail? Jail? Yeah. Like, it's just that my mom used to get on me all the time when I was like younger. Like, she's like, you need to keep your hair cut. Like, so it was always instilled with me when I was young, you know, like, um, you know, like you need to get your hair cut. Um, blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, a hair, a haircut is just, it's so important. Um, it is just, it's, it's, it's make or break for a guy. Truthfully. Like if you gotta, if ladies, if you're talking to a guy that just takes up Andy's masters that he got from Walmart and buzzes his head, like it's just all bad for you. Bro, I got a story for you. So it was like around Christmas time. And so me and Tev, Tev's my uh my brother in law. So we we go over to a relative's house for uh for the holidays. We were playing dominoes and shit. So I went to go grab a beer. And bro, the in the in the garage there was some some young cat, you know, with the the little YouTube mirror, the little light thing, the little old one in there. Yeah cutting people up i was like oh okay like not even j- just like giving them props like okay we're getting cuts out here i see you i see you <laughs> my man was like you want one bro i was like nah bro i'm good then he was like come on man it's only ten dollars so i was like if it's only ten dollars hell no like bro i don't know your work like i ain't trying to get no booty fade or anything like that like i'm very particular on my cuts man like I just, I don't know. So I go in, like, he was like, man, it was really shitty. Like, he was like, all right then, bro. Like, all right, poop. I'll see you. I'll see you. Like, don't take it personal, partner. So I'm going back inside playing dominoes. Uh, Tevin goes out, goes grabs a beer. And uh, I was like, you see them getting cups? He was like, yeah, man. He was like, old boy tried to ask me if I want to get a cut. He was like, I was like, Nah, I'm good, bro. I'm good. I was like, see? I was like, bro, a power of a cut. You just can't give it to you can't give that responsibility just to some random. Cause like I said, like I said, I truly believe it. Your barber helps you get laid, fellas. Ladies, a barber helps a dude get laid. Because like I said, with the makeup and all that, it's just like the same thing about, you you know, ladies with their pedicures and manicures. Like, if you want your shit looking nice, so, like, people are like, damn, all right, I see you, I see you. Same thing for a dude. Like, nothing, almost nothing competes with, damn, dog, that's a nice haircut. Where'd you get that from? Oh, <laughs> uh, bro, that's my boy, you know, such and such, you know. Oh, what shop he at? He'd be like, all right, cool. And it's like, you know, you have a powerful, like you have a, like a good ass barber when he be looking at either people in his shop giving haircuts or other people and be getting mad because they giving out shitty ass haircuts to people thinking that it is top notch. There's been so many times I sat in the legendary uh, trays chair and my man, we, we'd be trying to shit and my man getting super pissed off about, you know, another barber not cutting right or, you know, doing these shitty ass haircuts, charging $12. And so, like, bro, and even my barber now, like, it's not just, like, a job to him. Like, this man really cares about 
the craft itself. Like he's all about cutting hair. Uh, that's the type of barber that dudes want, man. The ones that actually give a shit about the cut. Because they know the importance of the cut. So, like, a relationship with a barber is is sacred. Crucial. Crucial. Not even sacred. Crucial. It literally determines everything for a guy. Like, bad barber, bad life. <laughs> That's like, instead of happy wife, happy life, it should be bad barber, bad life. That's literally what they're saying. For, so, I'll say it. this. For the ladies that do listen to us, that's why your man, for every, for Super Bowl weekend, All-Star weekend, uh, Valentine's Day, Father's Day, my man's like, I got to get a cut. Right. I got to get a cut. Like, And you just be like, didn't you just get a cut Anything. like two days ago? I got to get a cut. I, I got to look right for, you know, the big occasion. And it'd be it could be a concert coming out. Fresh. Oh, I definitely got to get a cut. Like, it's concert. Wedding. Graduation. Imagine, look, ladies, imagine, imagine your man, your husband, going to his wedding without a fresh cut. Just picture that right now. Exactly. I know you're upset thinking about it. Like, trash. Gotta have that fresh cut. Just got to. Just got to. I mean, I'd I'd say fresh cut is a... Even if you're, like, fat, like, a fresh cut is a lifesaver. You know what I'm saying? Like, because it may take the, like, you know, the... When someone sees you and they're like, okay, he's a little bigger, but, you know, at least he keeps up with himself. You know, like, it's it's that caveat for, you know, like, yourself. Like, okay, he might not be, you know, like, the look like the body of the rock, but, you know, at least he gets haircuts. You know, like, I, I don't know a woman out there that's like, it doesn't matter if he doesn't get a haircut or not. Like, so, I mean, barber is key. Yeah, Barbers if you get a key. shitty cut, you can roast it. Like off rip, like bro, like right. You might as well not show up to work. You might as well just lock yourself in your in your room. <laughs> all get some blackout curtains and just stay in that bitch until you can set up another appointment. Till that shit grow back and you get recut. Cause yeah, it literally is that important. I think like a cut is. I feel like you could still get cut a cut even with like shitty ass breath closes wrinkle. But if you got a nice cut, you can still manage to get a number. But if you don't got that cut, they're not going to give you the time of the day. You might be able to pull. Yeah. You might be able to pull something off if you got it. Bro, like not to my own horn i've been in basketball shorts in the club like straight like jordan brand like pocket like about to give you triple dub <laughs> basketball shorts but if you got that clean cut don't matter bro like you're gonna get a number you just gonna get a number i mean i that's true so i'm retired now but i used to be that dude but i mean a cut is like pivotal just pivotal pivotal key like it's like being lebron james you know on a championship team like you got you know you got your core players and then you got the player the cut is the player just think about it stephen a smith had don't have a fucking hairline but he still has crisp cuts to where like he got like 
fresh. Eight. My man stays. My man stays fresh every. He got every eight episode. headline, but it's just it goes all the way back to the top of his temple. But he's always clean cut, and like it don't like you just be like, damn, Stephen A. Smith got a big ass forehead, and you just leave it at that though. Like it's not like damn, he got a big ass forehead. His furrow little thing is just uh like disgusting. Like, yeah. I mean that's why people be getting on KD. They're like, damn, like this nigga. One of the highest paid players in the NBA. He just don't even be looking like he got a cut. The only thing I can say is, you know, like, fellas, stay in your lane when it comes to a cut, though. Don't be trying to do some some shit that's not part of your realm. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Don't don't pull an Antonio Brown and have like a blonde mustache with. Uh, not even just yeah, that. I'm talking about like don't be trying to get a man bun or some locks and. You know you're not a lock type person. Like you know, it's just you just doing trying to do it well, just to stand out. Like don't do that shit, bro. Stick to what you know. Stay in your lane. Facts. Stay in your lane. That's that's key. For any of the men listening out there, you single, you out here looking, whatever. Just don't even matter. Stay in your lane. You get outside your lane. That's when bad things happen. If I see you, I see like you with a fucked up cut. I'm roasting you. Offer it. <laughs> yeah, you better have a hat on. Better have a hat on. You get a bad cut, you better just wear a hat. Like, don't even. And you let people know you got a bad cut, and that's why you're wearing a hat. Like, remember when we went to Atlanta and uh, Antonio had that? Yeah, because you knew his head was fucked up. <laughs> a bad cut. <laughs> oh, man. No, the, so, the best man, one is just... when Gary. Got that, but got that haircut from Jailhouse, and my man was wearing it. I was, it was like, I think it was like summertime. My man had a beanie on. I was like, "Bro, what's going on?" He was like, "I want to talk about it, man. Don't want to talk about it." I was like, "Oh, right. oh okay, I know what it is. All right." Yeah, yeah, you knew firsthand. Like you didn't have to say anything else. Like, oh, bad cut. Bad cut. So yeah, that's the power of segment. Hope you guys enjoyed that one. Um, we'll be doing more. If you guys want specific content there, you know, please let us know. We're always we're always ears on suggestions. So when you guys are giving us feedback, we're listening. So we are gonna move on to as tomorrow is Valentine's Day. We're gonna talk a little bit about Valentine's Day. Um so my question is to this is more like a fellas, I guess, another fellas question is like, is Valentine's Day like important for men or is it just something for females out there? Like, is that what what do you guys feel like is Valentine's Day? Like if you didn't, I know people will show like, you know, like I don't have a it's a couple's thing, but, you know, it's not. Like, even if you were with someone, like, if you guys had a choice, would you celebrate Valentine's Day? So, that's kind of the question I'm posing. So, what do you think, Malcolm? I'm going to try to be nice. (laughs) If y'all don't know by now, me saying I'm trying to be nice is just me not being ass or me trying to say it in a nicely manner. Um... Valentine's Day, bro, it's literally just for the ladies, I feel like. Like honestly, I've just feel like 
all holidays uh, don't really pertain to men. Even for Father's Day, it's just like, uh, okay, you got your day type shit. Um, but Valentine's Day is like the the mecca of this day don't mean nothing to you other than you might get some ass at the end of the night. Like, and like, cause I have, you know, I have coworkers, you know, female coworkers and they'll ask me like, you know, what, what do you think I should get my significant other? I'd be like, uh, hey, give him a back massage, give him something that's meaningful. Like you want something like he gonna appreciate. Cause you get this, this nigga a teddy bear. Like what the fuck you gonna do with a teddy bear? Um, it's just it's just made for women i just feel like like i feel like nowadays it's like people who don't have valentines talk so much about not having a valentine so they get that attention and then of course everyone's gonna use the same ass joke that everyone uses every year who wants to be my valentine girls that get 100 dudes in their dms all right guys you know uh, you know, here's my fees for Valentine's Day. Ha 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 ha. Like, it's a thirst trap. Facts. And I feel Big like facts. Big facts. it's kind of like back in the day in like elementary school with the, the Valentine's Day cards and the candy. Like, you know, you had to make sure that you had the right, you know, card. Had to be nice. You had to have like the good candy. Couldn't have no trash ass shit. Like, and you, you know, you had those special cards for you, like that special classmate that you had a crush on. And it was like you you waited to see how excited she was going to be when she got your card. And then if she wasn't in that too much interested in your card, she was interested in somebody else, then you were shitty. And I just felt like that's it's evolved into that now. It's like you want to do something special for one lady if you're not in a relationship. And, you know, by the you trying to get her attention while she trying to get somebody else's attention. And it's just a thirst trap for females. It's just for them to, you know, wear productive, uh, can't even talk, you know, sexy clothes and, you know, be seen. And, of course, get gifts and special treatments out of it. And dudes... Really, just get sex. If you if you if you put out enough, you know, uh, treats and gifts, and you do the whole nine yards, then you know you're gonna get rewarded. And I feel like that's kind of shitty because I don't feel like sex should ever be used as a reward. That's a necessity. Like we all need it. Like everybody needs it. Damn. Key foundation of a positive relationship. That's what's saying all the books. Bro, that's it. It's facts. Like tensions just get high when you you know you don't get you know sex. So I just feel like Valentine's Day is just a typical day for females to get what they want, which don't make sense because you know James Brown said it is a man's world. But it wouldn't be nothing without no woman or a girl. And especially nowadays, they use their abilities and gifts to the fullest. So 
I don't know if that's answered your yeah, question I, or not, but no, it didn't. I you were nicer than I is. I think Valentine's Day is like the ultimate simp holiday, to be honest. Um like I do why is there a day to do something that you'd normally do with your girl? Or a significant other? Like I mean, why why is there a day to be like, oh, I'm gonna take her out or take him out and on a nice dinner and buy them chocolates? I mean, like you do that all the time. So why is there a specific day? Like, oh, I have to do it on this day. Like, I mean, I don't know. I I don't know too many girls that are like pressed about it. None of the girls I ever talked to were really pressed about Valentine's Day. But you do find those like women who like have to have a Valentine every year or get real upset and posting on Instagram like I don't have a Valentine like because y'all niggas don't do right and y'all be playing games and it's like oh here we go like same same BS post different Valentine and they be the year. and they, they be the ones got, that have a new Valentine every year they be the same ones they be saying they in right. love with somebody they were with for like two months and then a month later that person ain't shit he ain't this he ain't that he's never gonna be and then they're magically in love with the next person right and yeah so i'll keep it pg so yeah valentine's day trash just dumb um not worth it's definitely for the females and you know if like i'm not saying for the people out there who uh who enjoy valentine's day there's something wrong with you enjoying valentine's day I'm just saying, like, I just don't see the point of having a day that you can do anything, you know, anytime with it, you know, with your significant. For real. So Valentine's Day should be 365. It shouldn't be no damn one day in February. Right. If you appreciate, you know, the person you're with, you'll show them appreciation. So that's just, you know, what it is. That's just how relationships are. So to have a day specifically to say show them appreciation you know, and then if you know anything about history, Valentine's Day is actually a, a massacre. So, um, if you don't know anything about history, go look it up. The true meaning of Valentine's Day, why it was created. So, I, the fact that you know America has once again uh, commercialized the holiday to entice people to buy things. It's the world we live in, though. All right, brother. So, All right, brother. You went a little too deep on that one, but. Uh, I, sorry. Beam sorry, high, sorry. brother. Yeah. Don't let the man tell you what you can and can't do. All right, brother. Nah, but on real talk, I just like yeah. I said, I just feel like there ain't no holidays for dudes. Like if you think about it, like okay, you got Super Bowl, you got Super yeah, Bowl Sunday, no, and that's like about it. That's about Super it. Bowl, Super Bowl Sunday, the All Star Game. They took and away. It's like Father's Day. Day. Like yeah. Don't get like, yeah, you got glorified dads, but dads always get short in the stick. Like moms begin breakfast, they begin flowers, they begin, you know, you know, anything they want. Dads usually get like a coffee mug and a tie, and that's it. Like or some hand drawn shit. Like please believe I'm gonna be yeah. having Marley like, nah, you better put some meaning into that shit. Like I want something I could use. And I don't drink coffee, so <laughs> yeah. that's and I, I don't, I don't want no regular ass tie. So, better be, better be top notch around here. My kids probably gonna be like, I fucking hate dad on Father's Day. Like Jesus Christ. <laughs> agreed, agreed. Men don't 
don't have a day. I'm gonna be like Raven, Raven skin some hey, Eggo waffles. Like, nah, if I ain't getting no breakfast in bed, she ain't getting none. The the little um, sausage yep. on our sticks. <laughs> some syrup on the side. Here you go, babe. <laughs> so that's violent. Breakfast okay. corn dog. Yep, <laughs> here you go, hot pocket. Yeah. So that was Valentine's Day. What do y'all think about Valentine's Day? Please let us know. Um, so we got one more segment. We're going to talk a little black history. We're going to tie two things in one because uh, we're running out of time here. We're a little bit over. So we're just going to combine these two segments into one. So we're going to talk about actually some news here. So there is this school in Utah. And um, let me pull up the story exactly. That is basically letting people opt out of Black History Month's curriculum. And it was, we just wanted to talk about it because it's something so crazy. So actually, let me read it. I'll read a little segment. So it says, it's Black History Month and schools across the country are marketing it. But parents in one school in Utah decide to opt out. Utah law does not allow, does allow that. And the school said, okay, but after backlash, the school is reexamining the policies, actually. So it looks like they're getting forced back into it. This has been one of the first Black History Months was taught by Marissa Academy in North Ogan. It's about an hour north of Salt Lake City. Census says it's 94% white. So, I mean, there you go right there. But it says, um, basically, parents were letting their kids, they had an option to let their kids opt out of of the Black History Month curriculum. So, you know, we've been trying to talk about Black History Month, you know, every week. So I just, we want to get y'all's like opinion and we're going to give our little opinion. But what do you feel about this, the school in Utah? You feel that's just, you feel like that's right. What are you, what are you feeling? I hate really talking about politics, but this is basically politics. Um, It's within their rights. So you can't really be too upset other than I had someone tell me because I posted this on my uh, Instagram page and I had a friend that was like, well, what's diff? Like, what's why people got to learn about African-American history? Isn't that American history? And it's like no one's trying. Like, I feel like a lot of people nowadays is getting like you're always like. We're so systematic and we're always trying to categorize shit nowadays. So everything has to be in a category. Like it can't just be like, it's like Black History Month can't just, it's still a part of American history. It's just trying to glorify the shit that African-Americans did in American history for a month. We all have all types of different months. I think like next month's Women Empowerment Month or something like that. So it's like, it's like we're not trying to say that african americans is more important than you it's just trying to show you the struggle that like everybody wants to like you open any history book they always what's like the main thing that they hit in american history the revolutionary war like oh we were so oppressed against england and blase blase and we fought them and we took our own land from them blase blase it's like, okay, cool. You show the impact that the first pilgrims had on American history. 
all we're saying is we just want people to learn about the the history that African Americans had on the American culture. Because to be honest, any and everything great about this country has an African American fingerprint in it in some fashion or form. Like from rock and roll to blues to acting to avionics to any any and everything you named, they African Americans have an impact in. So I don't see why people are so against having Af- to have their kids learn about African American history in America. Like you want to know what everybody else brings to the table. Like we're a melting pot. Like if I'm pure, like I'm mixed. I'm white, black. So I learn both sides of the story. Like I see where my white counterparts, you know, the significance of what they have in America, some a lot of shady shit that they've done. But I can honestly see both sides of the story. I see exactly what my African-American brothers and sisters go through every day. I understand the history behind everything and I can see what they're, some of the things I agree with, some of the things that they don't. We're not saying that you have to sympathize and give, you know, African-Americans, you know, more privileged than white people. We're just trying to say, here's our story, listen to it. And of course, I mean, we had it all last year with Black Lives Matter, then you had to have Blue Lives Matter, then you had to have All Lives Matter because everyone thinks that, you know, everyone else is trying to get the upper hand. And it's like, no, man, like this month is just us appreciating ourselves in American history because we can't appreciate ourselves and we can't teach other people to appreciate ourselves, then we are devaluing ourselves. And I feel like though it's in within their rights, just like it was in within his rights of Colin Kaepernick to take a knee, it's been in, you know, several people's rights to protest, whether you're for or against Black Lives Matters or All Lives Matters. Like you have these rights and I just feel like People are, what's the word I'm trying to think of? People are just like so, so quick to, to go against everything just because they have the right to do it. And I just think like, what's the purpose? What's the pros of not teaching your kids African-American history? Like, what's the pros and what's the cons? Like, because your kid learns African American history, do you think that he's want he or she's gonna want to be black? Is that is, are they gonna try to overthrow you and say you know my black friends are more important than you, mom and dad? Like I don't, I don't understand what the cons are learning African American history. I could give you pros all day. Like I said. There's a lot of shit in American history that without African-Americans, there wouldn't be a lot of shit here today. So it's unfortunate. I won't sit here and say that, you know, 
the school was doing everything right because honestly it wasn't an issue until media got a hold of it and blew it up to where they're like oh well you know we are going to kind of consider you know you know changing that 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 law or that you know that rule in our school system so it's unfortunate hopefully the kids actually decide that they actually want to learn about american black history asian history hispanic history native american history because all those types of history in american history is super important so that's my take on that um so my take on this situation is I just don't understand why yeah, you would opt out. Um, black history is just as important as any other history in the U.S. Um, so that's like me being like, you know, what? I don't want my kids to learn white history. Like, OK, well, that cuts out a quarter over not even a quarter, like all most of history, 95 percent of the, what has happened. That's so. Black history is just as important. If you cut out black people, then, you know, you, I mean, Civil War, Revolutionary War, we were involved in all of it, you know, and if it wasn't for us, you know, America wouldn't be standing here today as well. So you have to, you know, show respect for not just, you know, what you as an, as Americans feel like we built, but we all built together, you know, um, blacks didn't want to be here. They got forced here. But in return, you know, they reap the benefits of us being here. You know, we've created a culture that today is probably one of the most popular cultures to be a part of. You know, music, dancing, sports, you know. Imagine if we weren't here. Imagine if there was no blacks. You know, what would football be like? What would basketball be like? What would soccer be like? What would hockey be like? I mean, hockey would still be hockey, but... Just to... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's true. Hockey would still be hockey. Uh baseball, you know. Some of the greatest players of all time. Jamaican bobsled team, yo. So Yeah, so it it's crazy to me that, you know, a school would even think to be like, that's okay. But it also kind of shows you how people don't appreciate blacks in America. And it's it's sad that we have to go through this you know, year after year after year, time after time, tragedy after tragedy, shooting after shooting for us to just, and all we want is just to be appreciated like everybody else. We're not asking for anything special. We're not asking for, you know, a reparation checks. We're I am. I need that for, money. You know, I mean, yeah, if y'all want to give us reparation checks, like go, go fine, go right ahead. But we're just asking for equality, fair treatment, you know, fair a fair chance to live the so-called American dream that you guys painted, you know. And so it's crazy that a school could, you know, at any time say that's okay or okay this, but it just goes to show you, you know, what kind of country we live in truly. So, um, but I am glad the school went back and reevaluated that stuff. So, you know, kudos to them. Um <sighs> But it's just, it's sad that that even occurred in the first place. You know, I could only imagine um, if a black person was like, you know what? Anytime you guys talk about white people, like I want my son to be removed from class or my daughter, like that school would throw a fit. Like that's part of the curriculum. That's part of history, blah, blah, blah. Like, 
So we all, you know, everybody has their rights. I'm not saying that uh, parents don't have their, your parents don't want you to learn about something. Hey, that's your parents, but that's just crazy to me. So I, I'll never understand anyone trying to undercut, you know, black people or any race, like Hispanics, Asians. I mean, they've, this country is supposed to be a melting pot. So you can't just choose which races you want to put out there and be like, you know, these guys did a lot of good things for us. Everyone did a lot of good things for us. So that's how I feel about that. Um, how do y'all feel? You know, uh, please chime in, especially with stuff like this. We, our podcast, you know, we do talk a lot about sports and stuff, but we aim to like talk more about social issues and current events. So uh, things like this, we really want you guys to chime in on. So please let us know, like, what do you think about this school? In and Utah? don't worry about it, because uh, we're gonna be teaching you all this shit anyway. So Hispanic culture, right? Asian culture, we all showing everybody love. So if you don't want to listen to that shit, oh well. That's right. We'll get more people that want to. <laughs> yeah, there's always people out here that want more knowledge. So and that's what this channel is all about. But I think that about wraps us up today. We went long, very long. It was the power of the cut, man. So, power of the cut. Yeah, the power of the cut. Sorry we got rambling about that. But I hope you guys enjoyed us. I hope you guys have a great Valentine's Day week, Sunday, if you're celebrating that. But if not, I hope you have a great rest of your weekend. President's Day on Monday for those who are off, having enjoyed their three-day weekend. Um, Check us out on Instagram. Check us out. We started a YouTube as well, Forever Rich. You can catch all the podcasts uploaded is up there as well. And um, if you have anything, email us at foreverrich at gmail.com. Uh, we check that inbox daily. So, you know, if you got something, send us something. Yeah, I just got one thing. Uh, uh, since I do have a pair of Uggs I got to buy, I'm actually going to leave it to you guys on whether or not or which type of Uggs I'm buying. Now, there's only two. It's either some slippers or some boots. So I will be posting it on my Instagram page, and I will let you guys get the uh, final say. I already probably already know which most people are going to go through or vote for, but I'm going to leave it in your guys' hands. So I'll probably post that on Wednesday next week. So and we'll reveal the... Um results of that poll on next week's yep. episode so you guys can find out what uggs he has to wear so get active get involved with us you can follow us on instagram i'm ab underscore guapo and you got diamond underscore i44 um, diamond i44 or you can follow the uh podcast channel uh page i'm sorry not channel podcast page rich forever uh, I mean, I'm sorry, Forever Rich. Jesus, I'm tired. <laughs> it's late. Um, so there you go. That's this week's episode. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your Saturday. And this is see y'all nice. next week.